Welcome in. We are talking all things Tory Pines, all things Farmers Insurance Open, and we do not have any time to waste because this tournament starts on Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Do not hesitate to get your lineups in, your bets in, your selections, whatever whatever that looks like, your process. Do not wait this week because it tees off on Wednesday, ends on Saturday. I will be there. Uh, I'll almost certainly be there Wednesday. I'll almost certainly be there Saturday, and then I'll be there Sunday for the final round of the APGA event if you are going to be around. The PGA Tour event will already be over by then. If you see me, say hello. That might change. It might be some more days in there, but almost certainly going to be down at Torrey for those days. Okay, let's jump into the golf course, the field, everything that we've got going on for this week. Not one, but two different courses this week. We're doing the course rotation thing again, though this is pretty tame in terms of course rotation. So we've got the North course and the South course. The South course is the one that they host the US Open on. It's the famous one. It's the difficult one. It's the one Tiger makes the putt on 18. It's that one. The North course is the other one. Slightly easier, although there is a three-hole stretch called the undertow that will uh, give these guys a little bit of fits. Each golfer is going to play one round at each course. There will be a 36-hole cut like normal, and then everybody will go back to the South course for the weekend. So that means three rounds at the South course and only one round at the north course the south course will be the course that has shot link data which is why you see on rickrungood.com which is my website giant database and visualizations and tools for fantasy and golf betting and golf data um, you see the south course on here because that's the course that has the shot link and we can do all the correlation and fun stuff like that um really cool course. I, I like, I love Tory Pines. All right. Every, everybody knows that before we even jump into the metrics, uh, I mean, Southern California is getting pummeled with, with rain right now. Uh, there is a flash, there's a flood watch, you know, as I record this, you know, Monday morning on the, on the West coast, a flood watch in, in La Jolla in Southern California, um, for the next couple of hours. And they've already gotten 1.2 inches of rain, uh, likely to get more than that. We'll see how much, uh, the golf course is able to to take, but what it's going to create is the the rough is already very thick here, right? And they usually top it off like three inches early in the week, and then they don't usually cut it again. And as the week goes on, it gets even longer than that. Well, now you've got thick and wet rough, which is even more difficult to extract your golf ball from. You have a golf course that's 7,600 yards or 7,700 yards on the scorecard that is going to play even longer than that because you're not going to get as much roll. And then who knows, is the PGA Tour going to fire up a little bit of lift, clean, and place for this week? A little bit of preferred lies. I mean, it has been, uh, Tory was drenched on Monday. Just really, really drenched on Monday. You don't have the extra day to get that water out of there. We'll see what they do. But um, I think that this is a week where distance in the model always pops, but I think accuracy is a little bit undervalued. So uh, driving distance ranks 15th, which means there's only 14 other courses on the PGA Tour schedule in which driving distance is more important. And when you start to look at paths to success, um, there are a couple of different paths to success at Torrey Pines. I wrote about this in my new, in my, um, Newsletter this week, I wrote about it on rickrungood.com in my statistical analysis for this week. There's a couple of paths, but you got to be elite at one of those paths. 
Here is uh, part of the article that I wrote for RickRunGood.com, the statistical preview. There, there is a pretty big long drive reward. So, so the way that this works is if you hit a uh, ball longer than the average driving distance on that hole, it's considered a long drive. And you gain about uh, two-tenths of a stroke every time you do that at Torrey Pines. It's the second biggest long drive reward that you get. So that that is absolutely True. Um, one of the other things, though, is I think that there's a little bit of winged foot in this, just a little bit, right? Winged foot was the extreme example, but these are very, very narrow fairways, you know, 23, 28 yards wide. If the rough is even more penal than normal this week because it's wet or they weren't able to cut it or whatever that might be. I think accuracy kind of does come into play a lot more. And then the kind of backup to that is very small, very anecdotal, but, um, you know, the guys that finished in inside the top 15 last year, more of them were significantly more of them were guys that hit fairways over guys that, that bombed it, right. They ranked higher and much higher in fairways hit than they did in driving distance. So there is, I think enough evidence to say, yeah, obviously distance matters here, especially you're going to hit a lot of longer second shots, but this is, um, especially I think this week there is a path to, getting, uh, getting accurate golfers and finding, finding a way. The other thing is I mentioned the long shots coming in, you know, it's, it's the proximity bucks are, are definitely 150 and out over 200 yards longer than, than PGA tour average. I think 150 to 175, 175 to 200 and, uh, 200 plus are all, uh, more frequent than PGA tour average. The golfers that get the best adjusted course fit. So you take all that stuff from the top. You look at the last 36 rounds for every single golfer. Technically Mac Meissner does. I think I only have four measured rounds on him. So you can probably ignore that for a small sample size. Ludwig gets the biggest adjusted fit, basically a, like, like a stroke per round. His, his, um, his skill set based on that regression model up top. Xander, Minwoo Lee, Rio, Hisasune. Hisasune, someone told me a little softer on the Sioux. I'll work on that. Nikolai Hoygaard are others that get a, a pretty significant adjusted fit. You can mess around with this and see kind of what the uh, you know last X number of rounds that you that you want to go with. And then of course, the, the word of the week is going to be Poana. Uh, these, these POA greens, you're going to hear it a million times. You're going to hear how they bloom over the course of the day. That's right. They kind of grow and whatever they're, they're, they're just a lot more difficult, um, to putt on. And statistically that, that is backed up as well. So putts of four to eight feet on the PGA tour, uh, golfers make those about 72% of the time. The South course, it's 67% of the time, the nine foot to 15 foot putting, uh, number the make percentage on the PGA Tour is thirty three percent. At the South Course, it's twenty nine percent. Those I know that only a couple percentage points does not sound like a lot, but that is the second lowest make rate from four to eight feet, and it is the lowest make rate from nine to fifteen feet on the PGA Tour. So, uh, oh boy, yeah, right. It's just it's tough. It's tough. So you got you got to have a complete game around here. It should be a strong test. Let's look at the cheat sheet for this week again. RickRunGood.com. I've made a lot of updates to it. Always more coming. Uh, I think you should join. I love it. I think you will too. Let's break down the board here. There are four golfers over ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand six for Xander. Ten five for Patrick Cantlay. Ten two for Colin Morikawa, and then ten thousand one hundred dollars for Max Homa. This event is uh, like a barbell or a dumbbell. I guess either would work. One, weights on one end, nothing in the middle. Weights on the other. 
that is the way the top players have performed at this event. I have this in my newsletter for this week, so you can check it out. But the long story short is guys that are 20 to one or shorter either play very, very well. They have a very high top 10% rate, uh, top 10, top 10 percentage or a very high missed cut percentage. So there will be carnage. Uh, you just have to kind of avoid it at the top of the board. So like kind of trying to avoid landmines here. So um, the two guys at the top, Xander, Patrick Cantlay. Xander for the longest time did not have a lot of great success at uh, this golf course. And he's a local kid, right? And then he started to figure it out um, a couple of years ago. And then he played well at the US Open. So it's just like, I think we can throw that out the window. And even with just never, ever, ever being in contention uh, last week for not even a moment. He did end up finishing in a tie for third. You look at his stat profile, it is um, obviously very good. It's not as encouraging as I would like to see. I think what he did at the tour championship where you gain eight and a half strokes, ball striking is, is, is better as opposed to, you know, gaining 1.5 and then gaining, gaining five with the putter. Now, remember that's only in two measured rounds. Um, you know, the, the strokes gain breakdown that that's from the two rounds at the South course, the strokes gain total. That's obviously calculated, uh, that, that is course adjusted here on rickrungood.com Cause I did it by round. So that, that is all accurate. That's all good. Um, so, you know, warm, not not super hot on Xander Patrick Cantlay, I think is uh, going to be interesting to see what the what the industry does with him. Right, you know, this is a guy who uh, did not play particularly well last week. Finished t fifty two. He's played this event three times, hasn't played it since 2019. He missed the cut. Then there's not a lot of history. Are people going to just avoid Cantlay, go to Xander, go to Colin, go to Homa? If so, you're giving me a guy with uh, obviously legitimate winning upside coming off of um, one of the worst tee to green weeks since, I mean, literally that is his worst tee to green week last week since, my God, since the players championship in 2022. And I'm willing to forgive that pretty quickly. And a lot of it was really just one round. What he what he did in the fourth round where he lost 4.3 strokes from T to green, he lost 6.7 total. Um, I can forgive a guy for one bad round in like three years. So we'll be interested to see what the industry does. I feel like at this point on a Monday, there's a chance that he comes in pretty low owned and I start moving shares in that direction. Uh, the other two in the 10K range are going to be incredibly popular and for good reason, right? Colin Morikawa is, uh, you know, I've been trying to bang the drum on this for the last couple of years. He's missed out on a little bit of wind luck in the last two years. He gets a little bit at the Zozo. I think that this course uh, statistically low-key sets up well for him. And I think if we are going to get wet conditions, playing out of fairway is going to be even more important, especially if they drop the... Um, uh, the preferred lies on us. And then of course you could argue if this is a golf course that it's even harder to make four to eight foot putts and nine to 16 feet foot putts guys that normally struggle in that range. Does that help them? Can they be worse? I don't know the answer to that, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of arguments we made that, um, that Colin Morikawa is probably in a pretty good spot for this week. He's going to be very popular. Same with Max Oma, obviously the defending champion. What he offers is a, a, a very well-rounded game, although he has struggled with the putter at both the Hero World Challenge and the Century. That is a little bit of a red flag, right? So he has lost basically eight strokes putting over his last eight rounds, something that he 
I mean, he's been, he's lost once before that he's lost once with the putter in like 12 events and he's usually a big time gainer. So what does that mean? Is it just, you know, the whatever Bermuda in, in, uh, at the plantation course or the, you know, the greens, he doesn't fit well with on this kind of tropical run. And now he gets back to West coast POA and he's fine. Sure. I could, I could believe that argument, but I do think that that is a little bit of a knock for Max checking in with just a really, really cold putter. I mean, he lost strokes all four rounds at the plantation course, no improvement. He lost strokes in rounds three and four at the hero world challenge. So we're talking about seven of eight rounds. We're talking about six in a row. That is a little bit concerning for sure. Okay. So I think the nine K range offers, um, a couple of really good course fits. Obviously, Jason Day's won this golf tournament and he has great course history. I will probably not get there. I think he'll probably be a little bit over-owned because of that. Ludwig Oberg is... Uh, so we talked a lot earlier this year and, and I guess last year, two last six months or so about he's playing well on golf courses that are not even setting up all that well for him. And now I believe this is one of the better places for him, right? Go out, drive it long, drive it straight. You can see the metrics of just how incredible he's been off the tee. And, and like, just, we know that, and then hit your long irons. And like, I think this is probably one of the better setup setups for him. Same goes for Sungjae. Right. So the Sungjae mania probably does get a little bit tempered because of the way that he finished at the American Express. Right. He gives up a stro- uh, stroke and a half to the field on Sunday and drops from, you know, a top 10 finishing position to, to a T25 when he was a very popular golfer in both fantasy and one and done formats. But look at what he has done. It has been at least five strokes gained in total in six of his last seven starts accurate off the tee, long enough off the tee. His record here is very good. Fourth and sixth in each of the last two years. I think that a lot of people go to Ludwig. I get it. A lot of people go to Jason Day for the history and hoping that with that uh, fall on Sunday, one bad round last week, Sung Jae-in is hanging there at 9,900 bucks, a little bit, uh, a little bit under-owned and we can, we can go there. Uh, Tony Finau, I'm not loving what I've seen from Tony Finau as of late. Uh, however, I will say if you, if you're a believer like in the raw talent or that he's on, you know, the comeback trail, he's trending in the right direction. This is probably one of the better spots to go use him at. I, I am encouraged that again, only two measured rounds, but we get, um, a positive putter on the stadium course out of Tony Finau, something that has been really hurting him for the last five, eight events and drove it well again, again, only two measured rounds, but this, if this is enough of a, um, lead in form, some, some decent metrics, he's going back and he, and this is, this is a golf course that he has, um, put up a couple of good results at right. T nine last year, T two in 2021, T six in 2020. He did miss a cut in there as well. But, um, I mean, he has one, he has one, two, he has one, two, three. Wow. That's my third time trying to do that. Four, five, six, seven, eight, top 25 finishes in his nine trips. So, so, uh, who says that, that comedian, uh, that is, I believe worth trying to catch Finau a little bit early here. Um, so I don't mind that one single bit. 
As we transition from the 9K range to the 8K range, I do want to show you the trends tool here, right? So this is um, how golfers are playing compared to their 100 round baseline. The 100 round baseline to me says this is the type of golfer that you are. And looking at the last 36 compared to those baselines, Ludwig is absolutely nuts. He's playing two strokes better than his 100 round baseline, although I'm not even sure I have 100 rounds on him at this point. Rio, uh, 7,500 thoughts. Hisasune, uh, also kind of in that 1.9 category. Then you get Eric Cole, Minwoo Lee. They're both nine in the $9,000 range. And then Justin Rose at 83. Um, and Hideki's at 85. So is this, so now we have to look at this and say, is that because their 100 round baseline has gotten low enough that it does not take much to beat it? Or does it say that they're actually playing better than we would expect? So let's dive into those two, uh, to begin here. So Justin Rose, who has won this event, right? He won this event when he switched his clubs to uh, Hanma, his number one player in the world, and then things fell off for him for the last couple of years. But we're starting to see some decent metrics come back, although his Hawaiian swing was about the worst golf that he's played in over a year. Lost 4.2 strokes at the century, lost another two on approach at the Sony Open, continues to putt well, that is fine. Maybe we get him back on the West Coast and he's, I mean, these are outside of those two events. He's been, he's been really good for a year. I'm more interested in Hideki. That's a guy that has just flown under the radar. He's always lower owned than he should be. He's never rostered, um, at the rate that, that his game. Yeah. Okay. I mean, gained four strokes from Tita green at the Sony, um, 2.5 of that was ball striking. I don't have much other good stuff to say other than you know, his last six months, he, he really did hit it well again. I mean, he, he really did look like elite ball striking Hideki for most of, if not all of 2023. His history here always plays it, doesn't he? Um, T9 last year, T30, T53, T45. So he hasn't missed a cut in seven years, couple top 10 finishes, couple top 15 finishes as well. Putts pretty darn good on these POA greens. I would like to see the outright number on Hideki. I, I, you know, I think that if he gets in in the mix, great. I'm not sure. I love it from a DFS perspective, from a fantasy perspective, from like a, maybe one dumb perspective, but like something where I can get the full on upside. If he does actually go nuts and start playing good golf. A quick reminder that the underdog best ball draft, so best ball being season long from the Phoenix Open to the Open Championship where you draft and then you don't set any lineups, you don't do anything else, uh, they're filling up pretty quickly, right? They, th- this is, they've actually already, looks like they've already filled the scramble, the first $10 entry, and they've got another one rocking and rolling right now. I do have rankings for you. Um, link for all of this is in the description. You don't, you just, just a Google sheet. You can check that out. Um, I'm going to add in the ADP, the average draft position. So you can kind of see my rankings versus that you can make all of your adjustments links in the description for underdog links in the description for the cheat sheet or for the, the ranking sheet. If you're, if you're going to sign up, use the code Rick or use the code or the link in the description, it'll get you a hundred dollar deposit match. It helps all of us, right? Part of the partnership with underdog was, help that, you know, they help support that the, they can do these drafts, this best ball stuff, all these contests that they're doing. And then also because we have already done a lot of support for splash where the one and done, one of the one and done is being hosted. Um, the weekly contest is back. It is guaranteed now. So 
20 bucks, $200, uh, 200 people can get in. It is, you pick a golfer from each tier and that is now a guaranteed payout, which is, which is pretty cool. So that's because we did such a nice job, um, piling into that one and done. So happy, happy and proud of you guys. We'll continue to rock, rock this industry. I kind of really like this AK range. You know, this is, um, we already talked about a couple of these guys. We already talked about Justin Rose and Hideki, Adrian Morant coming off a runner-up finish in Dubai, right? So he is a big, strong, uh, you know, powerful golfer. Let me see if I can pull up his stat profile. So he just went on a run. Look at this run, by the way, from Adrian Morant. Back-to-back weeks in Dubai. T10 and runner-up. The runner-up finish was to Rory. Uh, before that, it was a T8 at the Australian Open. So we've got three straight top 10 finishes. You look at his, I mean, he plays basically exclusively on the on the European tour, um, which by the way, if if you're if you're not looking at rickrungood.com or a place with the European tour, and I've, I cover six tours, you're not getting a full picture on these guys because Adrian Moronk last played a PGA Tour event at the Open Championship last year, and he's done a lot of damage since then. Big, strong, powerful, um, is certainly going to be able to extract the ball from the rough if he gets in there. Pretty good skill set, raw, probably a lot of volatility, but he's playing the best golf of his career right now. Keegan will likely be the most popular here, right? I remember he was on 72nd hole. He was in the fairway. Um, I think he kind of yanked it left or hit it into the bunker. He had a chance to win this last year. And it makes sense because he is a, uh, a long, accurate driver who can get who can hit his long irons well. And now he continues this run, fresh off a runner-up finish at the Sony where he lost in a playoff, right? So um, good enough to get into the the playoff, at least regulation wise. And he's been piling up these top 10 finishes, very, very hungry golfer, very, um, when he gets into the mix, a winning golfer, but I think he'll be, he'll be, he'll be pretty popular. And then what I want to do, because both these guys from the AK range and they deserve the deep dive. I want to do burger and I want to do Zalatoris together. I don't know off the top of my head, what they did last week, uh, statistic wise, obviously I think both of them, both of them did make the cut. So, so Berger, okay. This is pretty encouraging. Daniel Berger gained strokes to the field in all four rounds last week. Uh, he ended up finishing T39. So nothing spectacular, but at two and a half percent ownership, uh, in the first time we've seen him in nearly two years to go out and gain a stroke to the field. Every single round is very, very good. Um, I hope, I don't know if we're going to see him at pebble, right? Cause it's a, it's a signature event. Now I'm sure he's not in it. Is he going to get an invite? I don't know, but that would be a pretty good place to, to run him out. And then here's Zalatoris' stat profile. Um, he had one bad round. He lost strokes to the field on Friday. Other than that, he gained at least 1.2 in each of the other three rounds. He had a similar ish finish, a little bit better than burger T 39. So we are seeing encouraging signs from both of those guys, probably a little too early to play either of them here, but soon seems like we're soon. All right, the sevens, you know, starts with uh, Keith Mitchell, Shane Lowry goes all the way down to Mark Hubbard, Gary Woodland, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, um, I'm very interested to look at Luke List because you obviously he's won this event, but he's playing some pretty darn good golf right now, although I don't think we saw that in his last start. So last time we saw him was... Um, Whoops, I've got the date sorted here. There we go. T66 at the Sony Open where he lost 5.7 strokes putting. That is the first time that he has lost strokes putting in his last five starts. And he has been a very good putter, which is shocking because historically he's just miserable. I could go either way on this, right? Is it, What's the outlier? Is losing 5.7 at the Sony the outlier or is it... You know, now he's a a good putter. Is that the outlier? 
Um, his success here, no matter what kind of form he's been in, is pretty good. So if you compare his odds to his finishing positions, you know, just in the last, um, what is that, four years, he was 300 to 1 and finished T36. That's well above expectation. He was 111 to 1 and finished T10. That's well above expectation. 71 to 1 and won it. And then even when he came back the next year, because he had fallen off a cliff, he was 100 to 1 and he finished T25. So he has essentially outperformed his expectation here in each of the last four years, no matter what that form is coming in. So that, that to me is pretty telling. And I like looking at that for, you know, just a kind of a push in one direction or another. He's $7,800. I think he's going to be pretty popular because I don't see a lot of other names at this part of the range that are really jumping out at people. I, I, I wonder what Nick Dunlap is going to do here at 7,600 bucks, fresh off the win. He's a phenomenal driver. You know, are we asking, like asking him to what finish inside the top 12 again? Like I, I think it's a pretty big ask. Um, so we'll probably just pass on that one. I think Ryan Fox is incredibly fascinating, right? He fits the mold for big bomber. Uh, talk about guys who are playing probably some of the best golf of, of their lives. So again, if you're not looking at his Euro Tour stuff, you're, you're missing out on a lot. So he finished, he went on this run last fall and kind of basically into right now where he went T3 at the Irish Open. He won the BMW PGA Championship, which is a phenomenal event. He finished runner-up of the Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship. I think that's the one that got um, shortened. Let me see that shortened bot. Yeah. So they only played that three rounds. So a chance he could have won that and beaten Matt Fitzpatrick. Finished T14 in Dubai two weeks ago, then finished T31 in a much diff- much more difficult field uh, last year or last week in, in Dubai. So he has now gained 10 or more strokes to the field three times in his last nine starts. Uh, Skill set should be pretty good. Very good professional. Look at this. Oh, look, look, it's his birthday. Happy birthday. That's an Easter egg. Did you guys know about that? So when 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 we we redid the the golfer profiles, um, we put an Easter egg in where if it is a golfer's birthday, there is a little thing up here that that wishes him a happy birthday. And I think that's the first time I've seen it out in the wild, right? I knew I saw it when we tested it and stuff like that, but that's the first time I've seen it out in the wild. That's so funny. The bottom of the 7K range feels like a little bit of a dead zone, or just guys that um, you know if you liked him last week. No problem going back. Like Taylor Pendrith misses the cut last week. Not super worried about that. This should be a decent enough spot for him. He finished 16th two years ago. He made the cut here last year. Sam Ryder, who was in contention uh, here last year, also finished 10th two years ago or three years ago, 20, 2021. Also, uh, it was Armina's fault that that he did not finish this, uh, didn't finish it off last year. She would not get off the weight machine that he wanted to use after round one last week at the at the gym. I've, I've told that story before, but if you, if you know what I'm talking about, it's a pretty good one. How about Gary Woodland? Um, you know, talk about the guys that are returning, right? The guys that are back. He is back from from a a brain. Uh, I don't think it's technically a uh, tumor. It was a lesion that they removed from his brain, and then we saw him for the first time a couple of weeks ago at the Sony Open. He eh, wasn't that good. I was hoping to see a lot of the good ball striking numbers because even as he was dealing with that stuff at the end of last year, he was putting up ridiculous ball striking numbers. You know, two, three, four, five, six strokes gained in the ball striking categories. We didn't see that at the Sony Open. I think I can give him a little bit of a break for maybe being a little bit rusty. So I would not be 
overly excited, but going and getting a little bit of exposure to Gary Woodland, a little bit more than field average. I don't think it's going to be, I mean, he was 4% owned at the Sony open. If he's 5% owned this week and you go get 7% of him, something like that, or you match the field. I think that that is, um, probably a fair, a fair starting point. Okay. The 6k range, Matt McNeely is one of the best polo putters, um, in the world has three top 30 finishes in his last four trips here. He's not playing great right now. He's also coming back from a, off a, a major medical and he's working through through some items as well. Joseph Bramlett is kind of your course horse, right? Um, 18th in 2021. He made the cut in 2022. He finished 13th here last year. Big, strong, powerful. He fits that type of mold. Jimmy Stanger, who we've, we've talked about uh, a lot in the last uh, couple of weeks because as one of these guys who's coming up and... Um, you know, now is his PGA tour card finished 14th last week at the American express. He can move it. Right. And he is not even really demonstrating that at this point he did in round two, he gained nearly a stroke off the tee. He was very, very, um, reliant on his putter in the two rounds that we have of data for him, but he gained strokes every single round last week to the tune of 8.4. You cut him some slack for the miscut at the Sony open. That's the first, you know, full PGA tour start. A lot of guys struggle in that situation. He was point zero three percent owned in his t14 last week is he gonna go up 33x and be like one percent owned this week i i really think he's someone to keep an eye out a top 10 is absolutely in or excuse me a top i was thinking top 20 but a top 10 top 20 is certainly in his wheelhouse let's run a model here and see what else um what else comes up so what do we know about Tory Pines. Well, I think I think this is actually a good week to run a lot of different models, right? I think you can run a bombers model. I think you can run a, an accuracy model. I think you can even run a short game model. Um, you know, they're Patrick Reed short game this place to death, right? The ability to get up and down from anywhere. If it's going to be long, the long, the farther back you are on the approach shot, the more likely you are to miss greens. The more greens you miss, uh, the increased opportunity to have to get up and down, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So the short game guys that can get up and down and can also make those four to 16 foot putts more frequently, frequently than their peers, I think have a lot of value this week, but you got to kind of lean into that a little bit. So what I wouldn't mind doing is, um, you know, if you're, if you're, well, I, I'll, I'll get into that on the, on the, it's actually the Tuesday live chat. Holy crap. I almost said the Wednesday live chat. The Tuesday live chat is at 3 PM Eastern time. We have to go a day early this week. Okay. Let's, um, let's start with, let's just do like, um, it could be like the Ludwig model, right? Just, just the, the, the distance and accuracy situation. So we'll go to, we'll go to driving. We will do, um, we'll do we'll do 12 on distance, 10 on accuracy. Okay. Uh, I will put five on fairways gained, which is a little bit more on accuracy, but I actually want to, I want to reward, uh, physically coming out of the fairway. I'm going to put, um, 10 on bogey avoidance. I'm sure it's the first time we've used that this year, right? I mean, there's, there's some, certainly some spots of bother around, um, around, uh, both these courses, especially around the South course. So then we're going to go to, uh, strokes gain approach. We're on, we're on last 36 rounds. We're going to put 10 there, but what we're also going to do is we're going to go to approach and we're going to put, um, six on 150, 175, six on 175 to 200 and six on 200 to 225. So not only approaches, but those longer approaches. Um, and then we were going to put, you know, four more on greens gained again, big reward for hitting greens, big reward for hitting fairways. We will do, um, 
10 on long courses and we will put five on hard courses. We will put a little bit on course history, uh, strokes gained Tory Pines, we'll call it eight, which leaves us with eight more. Uh, I guess we got to do POA putting, right? Eight more on POA putting. Our number one golfer, oh boy. Our number one golfer is Colin Morikawa, and it is a runaway. So his value, the reason I use value is to demonstrate the difference between these guys, right? And of course, we have to be able to um, uh, generate lineups off of something. He is an 89.9, so basically 90. The next best value is Max Homa, who is a 78.8. Then it's Xander, 78.7, 78.1, 75.4, 74.3. So the gap between Colin at one and Homa at two is the same gap between Homa at two and basically Justin Suh at 18. Wow. So that's a pretty big gap. Max is number two. Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay, three and four. There's Tony Fina at five. I think this is a pretty good spot for him. If you if you think it's time to be early on Tony, he's 9,300. Uh, Ludwig is 97. Sepp Straka is, is 86. Keegan is eighth. Sungjae is ninth. Pendrith is 10. Wow. I'm shocked to see Eric Cole is 11 because he does not get any of like the dis he does like none of the off the tee stuff really helps him right hideki's 14 zalatoris is 15 just kind of pointing out some notables right now luke list 20th at 7800 that's pretty good um you know Inc. harris english gets a knock here jason day gets a knock here he's 9500 i have him 35th so you can scroll through this. I need to save this uh, before I forget. So this is going to be 2024 Farmers Monday, and I'll call it like uh, driving or something like that. We can run some something else on Tuesday. But wow, really, really interesting model. Go to rickrungood.com, sign up. I didn't even talk about the live leaderboard, which is shot by shot now for both the DP World Tour and the PGA Tour. Go get in the splash contest before it fills. It's guaranteed. Go sign up for underdog. Use the code Rick. Link is in everything you need. The link is in the description. Support, like we got to support the golf industry. Golf industry supports us. We can continue to do more and more cool stuff. Okay, um, that'll do it. Maybe I'll see you at Torrey Pines. If not, best of luck and I'll talk to you guys soon.